Hello and welcome to Agile Adventures with Brian Levy and Jacob Shore, where we explore and debate different ways to improve your team's productivity using agile methodology and just good old common sense. Hello and welcome to Agile Adventures with Brian Levy and Jacob Shore. How you doing, Brian? You know, it's a good day. I'm happy and it's bright and sunny outside, so it's a good day. Uh, well, it's, it was bright and sunny outside today, but alas, it was 10, 10.38 at night, so, you know, not, not the sunniest at this point. Trying to, trying to do my, like, Stockholm... Uh, uh you know addition where we could have like we could both type stay at sunny outside yeah eventually we'll get closer i'm I'm going to east coast next week so we'll be a little oh, bit okay. closer uh where are these coasts the the uh the only place to go cleveland the best location in the nation home of everything what is the east coast it's not the east coast but it's a uh, Eastern time zone, which is because three hours in the uh, time zone differential. Isn't Cleveland off like Lake Michigan or something, or Lake Erie? Lake Erie, yeah. That's, I mean, the that's best not of the Great Lakes. Not a coast at all. Well, I mean, yeah, technically, um, it, it doesn't sit off the Atlantic Ocean. Or the Pacific Ocean, so you can say it's technically not a case. But you know, in California, we kind of like anything like so far east, we just consider east coast. I was like saying Texas is west coast. No, because um, Texas is like in the middle of the country, right? Texas is but, the middle of the country. No, it's like as far west as like. It's like doesn't it border California in some some some? No, area? you've got um, Arizona, uh, Nevada, New Mexico. You got like five states, four states in between California and one Texas. One second. One second. What borders California? No, like uh, California borders Nevada. And then you gotta go through again New Mexico and uh, Utah. I'm sorry, uh, Arizona before you can get to California. I mean, before you get to uh, Texas. So you got four states in between. But they're the same time zone, no? No. Um, are, no. No. California is Pacific. Um, Texas is actually central. So it's two time zones away. I feel like there's it, more literally. than one time zone in Texas. Okay. I mean, there's definitely more than one time zone in Texas. It might be, but, you know, even then it would be mountain. It still would be the same time zone as California. I mean, it, there's a lot of distance. Okay. Well, I've never gone that, I've never gone that far west in any, in any sense of the term. <laughs> I've never, I think, what's, what's more west? Cleveland or Chicago or Milwaukee? Uh, Milwaukee. So that is the farthest west I've been. Yeah, Milwaukee is in Wisconsin. Um, and then uh, it's pretty close to Chicago, though. Yeah. And I got off of that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we try okay. to avoid that in winter. Too many cancellations. I mean, I tried to avoid that my entire life, but at one point I wasn't able to. But yeah. But it's not yeah, we're going to thoroughly unimpressed. Pure, we're going to the pure and beautiful Cleveland. I mean, not as unimpressed as I was with Cleveland, but 
I was still unimpressed with Chicago. Uh, although, to be fair, I didn't really do much in Chicago. Like, I spent a considerable amount of time in Cleveland. I mean, like a whole week. But uh, yeah, anyways. So, um, so yes, let's start with today's topic of interest, which is yes. how terrible the PR system of code review is. The idea that somebody has a feature branch, submits a PR, and then some pathetic half, pathetic uh, guy, some, some hapless maintainer fellow or other developer needs to go through his code, refigure out what he said, like take take a break from what he's doing, refigure out all this stuff, and then make a bunch of comments, and then they sort of communicate asynchronously on this pull request. No one really is paying any attention to it. Well, I, since you've uh, expressed it this way, <laughs> I'm going to take a little bit of the uh, devil's advocate and be pro uh, pro review for a little bit, and uh, okay, and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll meet it later on, but. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You know, code reviews actually give opportunities to review the structure, review the design, review what people have done. If, if you want code to be maintainable and readable, what better method is there than have someone else try to read it? Well, we're not really arguing yet because I've said nothing about, I, I've said nothing to indicate I was against code being reviewed. Uh, you sounded a bit negative, huh? sour on code review, but which is why I took the other side. <laughs> I, well, I said, I, I, I said, I, I was not negative on code review. I was negative on the system of using pull requests as the means of code reviews. Ah, all right. So, so, so tell me more about why that's an issue. Because I mean, con conceptually, um, you want to actually review code before it gets checked in and shared with everybody else. So wouldn't pull review, I mean, before a PR be a good time to actually check it? Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want just anyone to, you wouldn't want developers to like, you know, commit code that wasn't reviewed. Who knows what would happen? Terrible things could happen if that happens, right? You wouldn't want, you would definitely want somebody else to have looked over the code, you know, two eyes are, two sets of eyes are better than one set of eyes, right? You know? So, so why, why do you seem so sour on the, on the, the code review process? request. So here's what happens to the pull request in my limited experience. Huh? You have two busy developers. One is trying to develop his future. The other is trying to develop his future. But they have some rule that uh, there needs to be a pull that they need to have the code reviewed before merging into into uh, into uh, you know the, the the production branch, right? Right. Now, the, the, so first of all, um, you know, let's say I finish my thing on Sunday, right? Because I'm a I'm a you know quick fellow. I, I I had a feature. I figured it out. I made my unit test. I did it. And then I sent it to you and said, and then I send you a little message like, hey, I sent you a pull request, you know, because, you know, no one looks at their, at their Jira or Bitbucket or GitHub notifications. So I sent you a Slack message or a Teams message or an email and I say, hey, come look at my pull request. And let's say, so there are one of two things could happen now. Either you're like a super conscientious guy, you're a team player and you're not super busy to that day, and you look at that pull request right away. Now, first of all, 
you'll read it over and you'll have some comments about it. I'm not talking, you're not, so what you'll do, you'll ask me, you'll put little comments on my pull requests, you know, and for documentation, this is great. You know, we know exactly if, if anybody in the history of mankind would ever go over that pull request again, they would be able to see what our conversation was. The problem is, right. is that let's say, let's say you go over it and let's say in the best case scenario, let's say after 20 minutes, you decide to, after me sending you a message, you go over the pull request. Well, now either I've sat there for 20 minutes and done nothing, or I've started something else. Um, but uh, it doesn't end there because some of your comments might be on the point, great, whatever. Some of your comments might be that you failed to realize what I was doing either because my code was uh, not stylist or not good, or just because like you had a tremendous context shift just now because you had to stop whatever you were doing and look at my code. Um, and in that time, you're also not doing anything productive at all. What would be a lot better in my opinion? So anyway, I have had pull requests that have taken over a week just to go back and forth on these uh, stupid comments. Like right. you comment, I comment, then we made it. So what would be a lot better would be if we actually said, hey, listen, let's both take 20 minutes, find 20 minutes as soon as we could, and actually just go through it together. Either next to each other, or, you know, you want to make a share screen and do it on Zoom, whatever. It's, you know. Uh, and that would be a way better way of doing it than this whole process of context shifting, going back and forth, uh, people not understanding, like, uh, you know, because they, you know, like, it's just, to me, uh, actual, an actual code review with an actual reviewer, uh, you know, and uh, sitting next to you or on on Teams or, or Zoom or something uh, and, you know, a shared screen looking over the code, it's just like uh, millions of times better than this asynchronous thing that uh, generally, like I get how it's on big, um, like, big open source projects where you have like two maintainers, I get that, yes, we need to have some sort of asynchronous thing, because I mean, but if it's a matter of, you need someone on your team to review it, go over with you for another set of eyes. I think it just makes sense to actually meet together and go over the code and then merge it immediately because you don't want to be sitting there with unmerged branches for days and days. Wow, all right. Hey. I feel like you're suggesting something ludicrous here. You're actually saying that members of the team should actually talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. And collaborate yeah, on the code. <laughs> I mean, ever since I started microdosing, you know, I've had all these insights. <laughs> like, hey, hey, maybe we should talk to each other. Just kidding about the microdose. But I had to laugh because. You know, one of the two did or you know, lauded benefits of code reviews is that developers can learn. And basically what you're suggesting is, hey, you know what? When we try to do this asynchronously, there's a lot that gets missed from the learning process. And if we just talk to each other, you get immediate feedback on stuff, then, you know, you could do real learning. Yes. Oh, and I'm the... Amount of like the the diminishing besides the fact that you actually lose quality, the diminishing returns of the time you save is just you don't save any time. Like uh, it would maybe take me thirty minutes to go through a big pull request with somebody and discuss everything. Uh, but uh, yeah, it takes. But you know, you if you think about. Like even without taking in the amount of time it takes to reorient after a context shift, which I know it's like, like you know, if you do that, there's no comparison. But even the amount of time on pull requests is more than than that sometimes. Yeah. Well, and, and studies show that 
when you context shift, you lose between 20 40 to 40% of your productivity. Like every time you yeah. context shift. So you're saying, hey, yeah. just eliminate that. Schedule a meeting where we, we're going to actually review it. We won't have that delay in having the code submitted to the code base because you planned it out. Because see, that would, that would cause people to actually have to plan their time. I know I'm like, uh, I know that like heads are exploding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just pointing out some of the uh, obvious, uh, obvious flaws in your crazy ideas here. I know. <laughs> it's like, a... yeah. So you're asking developers to actually think about. Um, you know, when they're going to finish their code and plan it out so that they could actually schedule the code review. Like, how do they know when they're going to finish? So now you're making them do. estimate. Well, I mean, they do that anyways. They just don't do a good job at it. But like, even if you, even if you didn't, like, even if you said, listen, I'm, I'm going to be done. Let's say you said, I'm going to be done in three days and then you were not done in three days but you know you're in a sometimes it's not your fault i get it you know i i i i got covid last week so i i missed five days of work you know okay but, you know some of my things got pushed off you know was it my fault i mean yeah maybe i was licking uh licking public railings and stuff but you know uh but still um but yeah but but still like yeah i i you could still even like you could even send a message and say listen i think i'm gonna be finished in five minutes do you have some time in i don't know the next two hours and they would still save time i agree with you that right. you should plan it but i think even even if you can't do it perfectly uh you could even even if you just said let's actually get together in a half an hour and like, yes, we'll be a contact shift or whatever. It would still be beneficial. I'm saying, what I'm, my point is, is that, yes, even before you've mastered estimating, you can still incrementally do this. And the results of just sitting together, the benefits of sitting together and doing the code review will, are going to be much more than, uh, you know, having someone write comments on a pre-R. All right, so let's let's back up, right? What what is the purpose of a code review? What are we trying um, to accomplish? So um, to make sure that the code is uh, properly designed, meets the definition of done, and uh, have another set of eyes to make sure there's no glaring defects. See, I, I've always thought about this, and I had this. So I also have some crazy ideas. I, I look at the purpose of code review, and I really don't think it's about the code so much as it's about the design. But I'm I'm trying to check for quality characteristics that we agree that should be there, and as such, if that's the purpose, then there should be a list of what those quality characteristics I'm looking for are. No, it shouldn't really be haphazard. Um, no, because we're all subject to biases, you know, and yes. so it shouldn't be haphazard where you just like say what you feel about the code. There should be a checklist. And, you know, we just finished our series on solid. I'm thinking like, hey, yeah. there's some characteristics like solid characteristics that should be on my checklist that I should go through and see if it exists in this code before we turn it in. But what do you think about this? You're pointing out that we, we should have things that we do before the code review. Absolutely. Right? Yes. You, you and I, I, should... I, I, I... So the part of the code review is to make sure that uh, it meets the definition of done, but yes, you, right. 
you don't like you don't just like throw out some code and like hey maybe if you don't go through a checklist it, it probably won't be beneficial to us if i had to get i mean because I, I noticed in most organizations it's just like you're just like oh it's a good practice to have a code review but the hard work as far as listing out the characteristics connecting it to the definition of done and actually agreeing upon what observable items or or conditions you would see that indicated that those characteristics were there or not there like i rarely see that done never done never. i mean it's done sometimes but uh yeah it's hard to it's well first of all making sure people understand things is impossible like like I've I've I, I I mean maybe it's me I'm sure that it's partially me, but my experience has been like I have never said anything to a group of five people that all five people understood. <laughs> like I've said things to groups of two people and both of those two people understood it, but if right. I had to explain anything to five people, already one one person just didn't get it. I don't know who it is, like, you know, it's different every time, but like, uh, you know, I've just never had the experience. I, I envy people who claim that they have had this experience of, of saying, listen, like I've had simple things, like, listen, we all understand what solid principles are. And like, we wanna make sure that the code we're making conforms with that. We wanna make sure that all the unit tests are done before. And, you know, I have like, you know, all the you know basic definition of done stuff um, then on top of it you know you have like you know we want to make sure that uh, let's say uh that you know we control for dependencies you know we want to make sure that that this microservice is independently deployable because if not then it's not a microservice uh right. you know and I'm telling you, one of those five people is going to miss what independently deployable means. One of those five people is going to not have any thinks of solid means like not a gas, you know, and one of those five people is going to like uh, not understand that or not understand that he was supposed to make unit tests. So, so here's my crazy argument. I'm like, hey, if if the purpose of co-reviews really are to ensure, you know, that a certain level of quality is that exists. And it, it, in order to- They should include corporate punishment. What you're gonna say? <laughs> now, and given that I'm, I should boil these things down to something that's objective, then why not just use other tools like Lint's? and you know ide plugins to actually search for these characteristics and not do code reviews because I, I found code reviews to be vastly ineffective i think code reviews where two people sit together and review the code is pretty effective actually i'm going to disagree with you on that i just think prs are ineffective i mean Presuming that I mean, maybe they're not a good way to spend your time, that's something else. But as far as effectiveness, like if if two people sit together and review the code, then no, that actually I found that's a pretty good way to, to that's a pretty good way to control the quality on certain things that don't include like like for instance, like I don't know, I have I do not know of a linter that can make sure that uh that like I'm sure this it's got to it's got to be one, but I don't know of a linter that can make sure that you've controlled for your dependencies in a proper way, conforming with solid principles, or like that you haven't violated the Liskov substitution principle, or things like that. Like you know, uh, some fancy IDEs may have certain things, but you know. Uh, I don't know of any like process that I can that I can account for it, like not allow you to merge if that's not the case. 
So let me throw out my, uh, my next idea here. So my next idea is for co-reviews. <laughs> no, again, I, I found co-reviews to be ineffective because I think people are concentrate on the wrong stuff. And my argument is like, hey, let me use whatever tools I can to look for the stuff, the quality characteristics that are, uh, you know, whatever's, whatever the tools can do. So avoid uh, humans having to do it. But if that's the case, then should we actually use the lenses, use the IDEs to look for the things that they can actually do? And then the list of quality characteristics that you desire minus the ones that my tools can do should equal the list that we do for manual pull reviews. Right, you're yeah. only reviewing the stuff that machines can't do easily. Yes. And again, still going through the process ahead of time of saying, all right, so here are the characteristics I'm looking for. Here are the indicators of these things. So let's look at this thing objectively and go through the list. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not arguing. Yeah, so I, I agree with you that, yeah, that it makes sense to uh, limit the scope of, of code reviews to things that can't be automated. I'm, you're, I'm with you on that. You're not going to get an argument from me that we shouldn't, uh, we should do, we should, uh, that, that humans are better than lynchers at lynching. We're not. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, I only mention it, you know, it's, it's code reviews are a pet peeve of mine um, because I run into a lot of times where I see the negative side of, you know, it holding up pull requests, um, you know, which just causes more collisions later on. Um, it, uh, yeah. sapping people's uh, attention away. Um, and causing them to a uh, context switch. Um, and the things that they catch, a lot of them seem to be like obvious things anyway. And if like, you're, if we were more disciplined, then we wouldn't have made those obvious mistakes anyway. <laughs> no, I, I'm not gonna lie, right now I have like, this is, this is even after, uh, after we decided we were gonna do this uh, episode on code reviews, and this wasn't even the inspiration, but like, Right now, I have two code reviews, like, two pull requests in the shoot, and the context is as such that at this point, like I spent most of my day watching reruns of Columbo and waiting for comments. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of times. It's that's the other thing. It's like, why? You, what are you doing while you're waiting for your code to get reviewed? So if, if we don't take your method. Of planning it out and scheduling a meeting, you end up kind of wasting time, right? Because you don't I mean, want to start you know, anything new until you can commit what you did, and you got to wait for the code review for that, right? I mean, I don't know if I would consider Columbo wasting time. I mean, Peter Falk is a great <laughs> actor, but um, but uh, was it Robert Falk? I don't remember. Anyways, um, but yeah, you know, like. Um, but yes, uh, I don't know if I don't know if I would get I don't know if like you know I should get paid to watch Columbo. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm just kind of pointing out that you know it's a it's a drain on productivity sometimes yes. instead of an enhancement to productivity. It's it's definitely not an enhancement. It, it, Polar requests have never been an enhancement to productivity. They are only like a. Like, I mean, that's the thing about QA, right? Quality, quality control, like, if, if it works, then yes, it would be an enhancement of quality productivity because you would have to, you would have higher quality stuff so you would presumably be more productive is the theory, I guess. Right. Um, um. But I've never found that PRs are a great way to ensure for that. Um, you know, I got into like, 
you know, also like, yeah, I, I just remember even when I was doing a lot of reviewing on these things, like <laughs> you get into these, you know, I mean, I got into these like arguments, you know, I don't want to argue with people. That's just not an interest. It's not something that interests me in life, you know, like, but I got into like these arguments about like, why do you do it this way? We, we have an agreement that we're supposed to do it this way. Yeah, but uh, I was in a hurry and I don't feel like doing it again. And uh, yeah, looks like. Um, oh, this is another thing I get all the time. It's like, yeah, there is a better way to do it. And we've all agreed we should do it that way. But when we agreed on it, we all understood that we're not going to do it that way. <laughs> That's like, that, this is like my most common, uh, like, like, I, I feel like in, in, in software, there's like a, like a culture of corruption. <laughs> Being disciplined is uncomfortable, right? And it's especially uncomfortable when others challenge you and call out that you're not being disciplined and ask you to do so. It's uncomfortable. Yes. And that's kind of why I'm a big one for, hey, as much as we can get IDEs and linters to do a lot of this work for us, let them do it. So that way, like, you can't argue with the machine. You can't argue with the data. Yeah, but okay. So I mean, this this may be uh, this would be my problem, which is why I'm, you know, leaving companies and stuff. But yeah, I feel like um, not everyone even is of good faith. <laughs> Like some people, especially if there's a culture in the company, have just like, yeah, I said I want, I, you know, sometimes it's a point of pride, like, oh yeah, we push something out. I, I push it out. Like it's, it's in production. Like, yeah, sure. You may have to fix, I mean, it may be like, it may be that we're going to cause 40, uh, you know, two sprints of bug fixes in, in three, in a month from now, but. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, so, so I think uh, there's. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Here's a related. Here's a related topic. Uh huh. I got into a big fight recently. Like, I mean, a big argument, not like a fight. I didn't, you know, look at me. I'm like five foot six. You know, just not much. You know, <laughs> I'm not 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 much for physical, you know, brawling, but. Uh, so in, in the company I work at, there's a developers and there's Q&A, they're two separate teams. Two totally separate teams, right? Now, a large problem with the app that I work on for the next week is that, um, is that it's not very testable. It was not built with testing first in mind. And so, right. and also like the data sets are not available. So you need to like uh, reserve one of four staging machines and there's like 50 developers in order to actually test to make sure that your features work. <laughs> and even then like the staging is not exactly the same as production and they only do a release once every two weeks. And uh, so like, yeah, it's like, you it's very hard to determine if uh if your if 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 your feature is actually gonna work in production <coughs> so anyways so i made a feature and the feature had uh you know let's say three acceptance criteria now i i, I made unit tests and all my unit tests passed and theoretically, we all agree that my unit test should demonstrate that the feature that 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 the that um, that my feature worked. But in fact, when we released it, like uh, one of the features just wasn't there. Never was there. Not once. Um, 
So what they did was they said, okay, let's make a bug card. So I said, um, what? this is this is not a bug card. Like you, yeah, you it it done and it wasn't and it wasn't done. <laughs> like, right. like, like, you know, I said, like, I, I said, like, yeah, like, if I, if I tell you, like, do X, Y, and Z, and I only do X and Y, the fact that I didn't do Z is not a bug. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they decided to, so no one got what I was saying, and I explained it to, like, the product team, and first the product team understood what I was saying, but none of the developers even understood what I was saying in the end. Everyone in product got it, right? Everyone got it, like, meaning, right. no, it's not a bug. Like, I asked you to do something, you didn't do it. So everyone in product understood exactly what I was saying. But all the developers ganged up on them, and yes, like, it's a bug. And I was saying, like, I understand. Like, I'm, it's better for me to agree with you. <laughs> like, it looks better on me if we say, oh, yeah, I did, I did all my feature. And now it's just a bug that has to be dealt with. Like, it's not like, I'm not like doing this to like, you know, inflate my own accomplishments. Like, I'm just telling you this is stupid because this is why you're getting like, but uh, yeah, it was totally lost to everybody. But this is the same thing is like, when someone, when they, once, let's say, once you get put something in, like, because once you have all these stupid release processes and all this Q and A, what you end up doing is a making it that any uh, you make all uh, problems worse because the feedback loop is long is is bigger. There's more conflict. There's more merge merge conflicts. There's more and really like and really like what you should be doing is just constantly putting things into into the release branch and like, you know, using, you know, like we said about uh, continuous integration instead of, uh, instead of, you know, making a feature branch, waiting for the pull request, all those things. Uh, so I've always been a fan of, this is gonna sound totally strange, but having two developers work on a car on the same car at the same time. And one person may be coding it, while the other developer is actually thinking about how do I know that this code um, or this feature is actually going to be done correctly. And so maybe they start with developing some automated acceptance steps. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's got to pass these, which is what I caught what you just brought up, right? Um, if mm -hmm. I actually had a, an automated acceptance test that said, all right, you can't say you're done until it passes this. And I made sure I had coverage for all, all the scenarios. And then two, saying, hey, you know what? For you know, certain design principles that, are, that we want to uh, get across, why doesn't it have someone else develop the unit test for it? Right? And yeah. then, Again, you're getting immediate feedback because as soon as you think you're done, you're running the test. And if it doesn't pass, you gotta, hey, well, why didn't it pass? So you get immediate feedback, right? You can immediately correct it. And a lot of these problems, oh, yeah. are, hey, a lot of the need for code reviews, I think a lot of the need for code reviews goes away when you, if you have a rigid, Here's how I do automated tests. Here's, you know, in addition to the linters and your IDEs. Yeah, so, so it would take a lot less time to do the code review, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the scope of the code reviews, again, it's just going to be these definition of done quality characteristics that couldn't be oh, accomplished a, any other way. That's another thing I was thinking, I was thinking about at one point is like, Split the code review into two reviews, one for tests, one for code, like one for one for future code. You know, like have a have a have, I mean, yeah, pair programming obviously solves this because you're just there the whole time. But I'm saying like, uh, uh, but like, and I agree, I agree that that that's the better way to do it. Um, but. Um,
not everyone does it. Yeah. It takes a certain, well, I mean, honestly, it takes a certain like uh, discipline to do that, which people don't have. I, 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 I'm very, I'm very much for working in an imperfect world, you know? Like, uh, yes, I, I, I think pair programming would be good. Uh, provided that, uh, you know, you have two people in who, you know, like, aren't like, uh, don't have the same mindset of just like, let's try to get this out as soon as possible. And yeah, we know there's problems, we'll deal with them at some point in our lives, hopefully after we're dead. <laughs> well, so, I mean, here's my overall take on this, right? Is that I think that most code reviews waste a lot of time um, because it's not planned out thoroughly. You know, it may take a day for the team to actually just sit down, think about what quality characteristics are we looking for? How do we know when we see them? What's the best mechanism to actually um, check for them? Which again, I got tests. I got IDEs, I got linters. Um, you know, that now they got programs now, like Industrial Logic came, came out with a program that actually checks that you're doing TDD. And it looks at um, when you actually checked in your, your code and when you checked in your test code. <laughs> so, they, and they, they'll know when you're cheating. They administer like shocks if you don't like. like <laughs> they make you use like a special keyboard that like you know shocks you if you if you write the production code without writing the test case. I I think that needs to happen because again it's a, it's a matter of discipline and again it's planning these things out in advance, right? I, I think that we're so hurt in a hurry that we want code to be the answer for productivity that we don't actually take the time out. Again, it may take a day for us to bat some ideas around for this stuff. But if you don't take it and your code doesn't have good quality forever um, and you end up having to do rewrites because of it, you know, it, it, you spent way more time uh, by not doing it. So you might as well have just sat down, taken the time out and really planned out how you're going to make sure your code is going to be of a of good quality. I mean, I, I I would also like I also like I think it's like worth mentioning that like uh, generally people don't like to do discipline, but uh, generally find that after after like a while their life is just more pleasant if they are disciplined. Like listen, like I I. You know, like, uh, this is just like a fact of life. Like, you know, like, generally speaking, yes, people would rather just, you know, do take the path of least resistance. But eventually they end up have like, you know, if we have a challenge you need to, to address, you will eventually need to address it whether you're lazy or not. It's just right. a question of how <laughs> miserable you're, it's a question of how miserable you're going to be. Right. I'm not even talking about like discipline, like, you know, like there's a lot of uh, evidence that like procrastinators, right, are more effective, right? Because people who are super like disciplined in the sense that they're like uh, always on a schedule, like they don't allow for good ideas to happen and they don't allow for like, you know, there's a certain level of procrastination that's actually helpful. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about like actually doing diligent, good work. We're not talking about like being uh, a robot or an automaton or, you know, I think that gets confused also. Yeah, again, and, and just kind of to sum up, to sum up my opinion, I, I'm with you. I think co-reviews are helpful. I think it's much more helpful if they're done in a synchronized conversational manner with objective criteria um, and that objective criteria should be only the criteria that can't be easily reviewed in some other way through testing, 
through you know automated testing through through um, lenders through IDEs you know so when you just look at that that smaller subset yeah let's review just that um, and let's make sure we have a conversation about it so we can actually learn from it and act on it immediately but I, yeah. I think most code reviews I've seen actually I'm just gonna be straight forward with you like there's you know, being a consultant, there, I think I've had two assignments my entire life where I wasn't asked to check in and modify the existing code process because people just do it because they think it's like helpful, but don't think through it. Right? And those two assignments were because they didn't need it or because they were, they had, they had their heads so far down in the sand that like they didn't even realize how bad the code review process was. The latter, right? <laughs> I'm saying like someone's baby, <laughs> right? And you know, because most of them are awful. Most people are just doing it because they think it's a good thing, um, but not, not actually not. doing it for the purpose. Um, again, it, it serves a purpose, but you got to make sure it, it actually serves the purpose. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. And most most people don't actually connect it to ensuring quality. Most people are just doing co reviews because it's a good practice. Or to like, uh, yeah, it becomes like a one upmanship thing. Like, yeah. Uh, like a whoa, you sh why don't you use. Uh, why don't you use destructuring or list, list comprehension here? Uh, why don't you, uh, maybe this should be a, uh, maybe you should use like this cool feature of language. Um, yeah, I don't like this. This seems to, uh, I, I found it a little bit confusing, which is actually like the best. Those are the best, the, the only feedback I've ever liked in code reviews is like you're being too clever, it's too confusing, you don't understand it. Right. That is usually the only feedback I guess that is good. Or like you made an obvious mistake, but like that is you know, right. Which is which is both of those things are are things I love to hear. Like, you know, I love to hear you've made a mistake. I was like, wow, this code review was helpful because I made a mistake and this guy caught it. Right. Uh, you know, or you know, now some people don't like this, and I, I don't understand these people. Like, I honestly don't understand them. Like, like uh, your ego is so shallow, is so shallow that you can't bear this that that you made a mistake. Like, you some at some point you thought you were infallible, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you know, some people don't like don't like that. And like you get, uh, oh, it's funny. Now that I'm saying this, this is what this is this is this is what people thought my reaction was when I told them that they should mark my my thing is not done with that whole Q and A thing. When I said like, listen, huh? I didn't do the feature. They were like, what? You can't just face the fact that you made a bug. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, no, that would be better. <laughs> making a bug is like, like making a bug is like you forgot an edge case. <laughs> like, no, that's that's like not what I'm telling you. People are like, come on, Jacob, just get over it. You made a bug. It's fine. We all make bugs. I'm like, yes, I make bugs, but this is not a bug. <laughs> like, this is way worse than a bug. <laughs> it's like, I didn't do it. I'm telling you, I didn't do it. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, they thought like, they basically only heard from me like that I was, I, that I was contested that I, that there's a bug caused by me. Not that I was like contesting uh, that no, like the thing I said was done was what was inaccurate. <laughs> They seem to think that I that I felt that it was worse to call it a bug than to actually say that I just didn't do it. The sad state we're in for code reviews. So I'm 
I'm hoping you listeners will actually, you know, take our advice a little bit, you know, look for other ways to find these quality errors, but then, you know, the code reads you do have, um, make them synchronous, right? So you can discuss things and actually learn from it. Um, and with that, yeah. you ready to, to wrap up this episode? And, and uh, I'm ready. Yes, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like we've just been enough exploding heads, and now we got to get at the mop for the next episode. <laughs> well, all right. So next episode, we say we're gonna switch to. Uh, you want to switch to less? Well, I hate. Uh, Listen, I've read through safe, and it is so stomach turning that I'm not gonna go through it. So less it is. <laughs> Well, you know, safe. If we if we go if we went through safe like we went through the Scrum guy, it would be like a year long series. <laughs> well, I've read like the I've read like first of all I've read all their free stuff, and I hate it. I just hate it. Uh, I mean, I, we could do an episode at some point on all the things I hate about it, but uh, I don't know how constructive it is because like I don't know it'll be like, fun. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun, you know. But I think it'd probably be more, more, more useful to go through less, which you know, I just have some uh, questions about than uh, safe. Like less actually, like does it seems to me? Make, I've never tried it, like it personally. Like I don't know how how it works in practice, but it at least makes a. It seems to make it a a actual effort. Of actually being a minimalist framework like Scrums, right? Safe, on the other hand, just make my understanding is it just basically obfuscates all the work that you're doing to the point where no one has any clue what's going. On. <laughs> uh, but you know, like yeah, let's do less, and then maybe we'll dedicate one episode to me racking on safe because. I definitely have a lot of notes where I am like, this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, most of my notes are in all caps and like angry keyword <laughs> warrior notes. All right, let's do it. Well, thanks folks okay. for coming out and uh, we'll do less next. And uh, we'll see you again. And then we'll do a very dangerous version of safe. Yep, that's right. See what, I, see what I did there? It was a pun. I, I got it. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that there are, there, there are a few listeners who are, uh, who are rolling over their chairs laughing. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Or the, the safe danger. Uh. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the dangers are safe, yeah. I already know exactly. what the, the episode, I, know what, I already know what the episode title is going to be. But uh, yeah. I like I like the title, The Dangers of Safe. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's, I mean listen, I'm already I've I'm already making a stub for it. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> so yes. Well uh, so yes, until next time. That was uh, that's a wrap on code review for Agile Adventures. Um